Well, hello, people. Today, I'm going to talk about some happy things. I like to talk about things that make people happy. I'm a, every day I experience new experiences with people. I find people to be interesting in their own, own way. People make me laugh. Some people irritate me. But like today was a great day for me. In case y'all don't know, I'm an American veteran of the Army. Um, today I was at the VA for my appointment and as I'm leaving I walk past this nice older lady very kind soul and I just had I just stopped at the Starbucks inside the VA and as I'm exiting, I see this lady, she's over, she's watching this, at the VA they have this mechanical piano that's playing them, playing music, and she's over there, and she's acting like it's her playing the piano. A kind lady, and then I start walking past her, and she gets done playing around with the piano, and she starts talking to me. I don't know what it is about me, but I found that a lot of people just come up to me and start talking to me for no reason. They must feel comfortable around me where they can just talk to me. I had that, that personality that I had one person tell me I had a kind soul. Well, long story short, I get outside, going to light up a cigarette, and she notices I'm wearing this ring. This ring was made out of black rubber, because at one point in my life, I was a electrician for the military. So, I'm outside lighting up a cigarette, and she takes a look, and she asks me, is that a tungsten ring? I'm like, no, that's, it's made out of rubber, because I was an electrician at one point in my life. I still wear it. I like the ring. Um, and then she goes on to tell me a story. It was an interesting story. She was telling me about when she was young, she put like this gold ring on that, and it got stuck, and her hand starts swelling. And then her father ran into the kitchen, got some Crisco grease oil, rubbed it on her finger, pressed some of it underneath the ring, 
And then when that wasn't working, he spit on her finger and pulled the ring right off. Well, then she continued with the story, and she was because it was a remembrance for her, and she uh, was telling me she worked in the in the medical field. She was a nurse, and that a few weeks ago she had a similar situation that made her think of her father and what he did. This gentleman he broke his hand, but his wedding band was stuck on, and it was a tungsten ring. In case you guys don't know anything about tungsten, it's it's pretty much uh, what is it? It's, it's a very thick steel that cannot be cut. And they were and they were in the mercy room in the so the EMP guys come in there with a bolt cutter. I'm sorry, but you're not going to cut this ring with a bolt cutter. So she runs over there and. She puts Vaseline under the ring, pushes Vaseline under the ring, and then when that wasn't moving it, she spit on his hand, and he was a little confused at the point, and it still wasn't moving, so she put his hand in her mouth, and with her teeth, pulled his ring off, scraped off a little bit of skin, but the guy got to keep his finger, because they were going to cut his finger off. So, then, uh, she continued to tell me that weeks later went by, and all of a sudden, because people called around, they called around, around the hospital to find out who she was, and he looked her up. He sent her a thank you card, and in this thank you card was a gift card to a restaurant. These are the kind of stories I like to hear. I mean, I want to start, I'm working on starting my own nonprofit organization called ARC, which stands for Acts of Random Kindness. This is the, those weird things. She saved the man's finger. He had a little bit of scarring, but she saved the man's finger. I like hearing stories like that. It's not always about a money thing with this. It's just doing something nice for somebody. I will go up and shake someone's hand if I see someone do something kind just out of the blue for this for random people. And then I'll ask them to tell me about themselves. I will get their story. Right now, I'm working on building the website for it. And if people wanted to make donations to it once it's up, that'll be amazing. But you know, if people just went out of their way for someone else, you see someone suffering, or I'm not talking about these people that are scamming people, standing on the side of the road, acting like they're poor, holding up cardboard signs that says anything helps. about realness like working for delivery companies I, I know people don't realize that when a customer cancels an order 
the company will call you, call the delivery driver, and tell them that they can keep the food for themselves that they just picked up once you picked up the order. They cancel once you picked up and you're on your way to their house to deliver it. The company will call you and they will tell you you can keep the food for yourself or find a homeless person to get the food to. And, you know, I've done that. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to keep somebody's food, but I'll give this food away to someone who's in need, who wants the food. I'm all about doing kind things for people. Like, I work in the industry where I, if I see an elderly couple coming towards the front door, I'm going to go hold the door open. I'm going to make my staff help me hold the door open for a wheelchair person or a person with a walker. Because I feel if we do just kind things for people, amazing things happen for us. You create a good karma. I believe in being a great person, an amazing person. If we just did just a little bit for just someone, randomly someone, child on the side of the road and it's like I've done it in the past like I used to travel for part of my job and I live in Nebraska and we have major snowstorms if I see a person walking along the side of the road I'm gonna stop and pick them up or like there was one guy I was driving through an Indian reservation to go to my unit in Sioux City Iowa an army unit I saw this Indian walking on the side of the road. Yes, there could have been a fear thing where I was afraid the person was going to attack me. But no, the, the guy was kind. I warmed him up with the heat from my car. I took him. I stopped at a gas station. I was late to work that day, but I did a kind act. I picked him up, warmed him up in the car, took him, dropped him off at a McDonald's, bought him breakfast, bought him a coffee, and the rest of the day I felt really great about myself, that I did something kind for someone else. When I saw so many cars pass by him and the guy looked like he was freezing to death. Small things matter in life. It's not always about buying expensive gifts. No, I mean, it, if someone does something kind for me, I'm going to do what I can to do something kind for them in return. Like, I've caught myself at, at like, the grocery store, and a lady be short, like, maybe five bucks, on, and I will, like, reach over and hand the cashier five dollars for the customer. Oh, yeah take care of that and it's simple things like that that we can do to better ourselves as a people I mean I've seen like negative things too look at my restaurant I had 
this white couple. They're regulars. And all of a sudden, we had some African Americans come in. And because we sat these white people next to them, they were offended. They were screaming out stuff like Black Lives Matter. How dare we? And then I, I got the white people to move. They were kind people. They didn't mind. But uh, but the moral of that was, you know, and but they're sitting there screaming out Black Lives Matter, and all we did was set white people next to them. They were offended that white people were sitting near them. Yet they're the ones who were screaming out Black Lives Matter. This poor white guy, one of the girls called him a pedophile because he was white. And then as I was moving him, she's like, yeah, get to the back of the fucking bus, whitey. But yet this white couple never said a word to, this, to these people at all. The kindness they showed, even though they were being um, shown racist acts towards them. But, I mean, but this is the moral of the story. I don't get this. I'm like, you come into a majority white neighborhood, and you're sitting there acting out. I'm sorry, but where I'm from, and these white people are all nice. Either way. But at the time, I just asked them to move to a different table because of the, the racist issues that were going on at that moment in time. It wasn't needed. The behavior should have been corrected. I mean, if we were in this middle of this pandemic and there wasn't racial tensions right now, I think that things would have been different. It, that's just my opinion, though. But, you know, kind of. Do the right things. Make your neighbor feel as special as you want to be special. I mean, it's just my opinion, but in my opinion, everybody should be. kitties I'm gonna introduce you to new music underground music that's important to me I'm gonna introduce you to magical groups like 
manifest Jordan Red through fire and throw the fight. Hopefully you enjoy them. Thank you. In this episode, I'll be introducing three of my new favorite underground unsigned artists like Manifest, Jordan Red, and Throw the Fight. Uh-oh. Introducing Manifest with their song, Impossible.
introducing Throw the Fight with their song Echoes. One last time, this is Jordan Red.
Okay, kids, 
See you next time. Do something. Escape the norm. In case you don't know what norm is, the normal. Live outside the box. And we will see you next time. On the next episode of the Mad Dasher. Thank you.
kiddies that didn't know. That was a band that disappeared about 20 years ago. On drums was Cameron Waters. On guitar, Dan Sonato. And then there was Paul and a singer. And the band was called Downshift. And that was from their album, A Blueprint for Suppression, the song Dry Veins. So I'm on the road again driving. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, I decided to change the format, the formula. Hopefully everybody likes it. This is your boy, the Mad Dasher. Things are doing good right now. I'm just slaving away, writing, doing some fun shit. And for y'all don't know, I've been playing some Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. The first uh, DLC finally dropped for Season 1, a war zone for Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. So check it out, I've been checking it out. Trying to get shit to work. I was kind of looking at going to get that new game Cyberpunk, but I'm hearing bad mixed reviews because it's made for the next gen console, so it don't work that well on Xbox One X, X1 One S, or PlayStation 4 at all. The way it was designed and created was for the new Xbox Series X and the new PlayStation 5. I'm on the road right now, drive between Omaha, Nebraska and Lincoln, Nebraska. It's a fun drive. I make it whenever I can. Well, let's see what's going on. Um, someone suggested to me to bring in more viewers. I needed to like change my formula, change the way I do things. So this this episode, I decided to throw some music in there. I did a few songs from new bands, some unsung heroes, and then I added in a, a song which I consider a tribute to an old band from Omaha, Nebraska, who's no longer together. I believe uh, two of the founding members of Downshift are now in a band called Black on High. Great guys. They were with me when I was still putting on concerts at a place, a magical place, called the Ranch Bowl. What is the Ranch Bowl? The Ranch Bowl was a, a bowling alley decided that they need to bring in more people to bring in more customers they were going to add on a concert hall to their bowling alley 
and then the concert hall became bigger. And then within the concert hall, they're like, oh, we could make even more money. They put a bar in there. So you sit there and drink a brewski, listen to your favorite groups. I saw many, many artists come through there, including Kitty. Um, what was another good one? Uh, Full Devil Jacket. I saw them live there. They were amazing. I used to manage a local band back then called Not A Doxy, which translates from Greek means not a whore. They were all-girl group band, and they drove me insane. Then, I also worked with some great bands back then. One was called Trippin' Default. One was called Fumy Screw. One was Idle Apathy. They were amazing. And then there was a few of them that, like, started off small and ended up big. Like uh, some uh, 311. Great guys. Uh, there's a few others out there. What's another good one? And to this day, I still listen to some of the, their classics. Even from Binaculus. Their song, Jump, amazing. Maybe sometime I'll put that on one of my future podcasts. You guys can hear some. I'll call, the, call them Yoko Locos. There'll be songs from groups that came out of Omaha, Nebraska. Who were big in Omaha, Nebraska. Like Slipknot. Corn. Uh, what's another good one? There's a few good ones out there. Let me look into my Rolodex here. Because there was, I mean, there were some amazing, amazing groups back in the day. There was... I saw so many other amazing groups there too. I saw Vanilla Ice at the Ranch Bowl. I saw um, I saw Disturbed there once too, I believe. Oh, that's what it is. Emphatic. They were amazing with their back home and. Inside Your Head. Amazing, amazing songs. I was so proud of a lot of these groups that just like uh, a good story for you. One night I'm hanging out with one of the groups that I was working with back then called Fenever. And got a phone call from the booking agent at the Ranch Bowl. They were requesting the audience of me because at the time I was a promoter. I even helped promote 
Metal Fest, Metal Fest 2 with Pitt Ripley, great promoter. Then there was also, uh, well, the phone call we got, we all went down there. It was a great, wonderful night. We're sitting there having a drink. And Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit walks in the door. He tells us he's there to find a new guitarist to replace Wes. Because Wes decided he was going to leave the, the group. So uh, Limp Biscuit was in, in need of a new guitarist. So I called up one of my buddies. Don't remember his name because got a little bit lost in memory since then. But he came from a band called Fenever. Great music group. Like I said, there were so many great, great, great shows I seen. There was even some political groups that I I, I, I saw and liked, and to this day still listen to their music. Like One Minute Silence, Fulcrum. Amazing groups. But yeah, there were so many amazing stories I have. Like a friend of mine, she had me drop her off at another music club one night. And She, had, she goes, hey, can you drop me off at this club on your way to work? Because I was working not far down the street from there. So I took her and dropped her off at a place called the Music Box. And at the time, I didn't know who I was dropping her off to see to find out that it was Robbie Krager. In the Robbie Krieger experience. Did not know until I went to pick her up and I go to walk inside to, to find her and I'm hearing songs from the doors. I'm like, what the hell? I didn't know, I, I couldn't remember at the time who Robbie Krieger was until I went in there and heard the music and I'm like, oh wow, this is a great band. I saw the Robbie Krieger experience. I hung out with one of the doors till about 2 o'clock in the morning. We were drinking and partying. They invited us back to the hotel. We had a great time. We sit there and swapped stories. And Robbie Krager of the doors signed my guitar that I had in my car at the time. Because I was a musician. Great time. Great adventures. Like a friend of mine a while back, he asked me, he goes, Have you been to Vegas? I said, Yeah, I went to Vegas. He's like, You went to Vegas? I'm like, Yeah, I went to Vegas. He goes, Did you have fun there? I'm like, I don't know. We were there for a couple hours and left Vegas. Because I got a, I got an email back then. I don't remember who the guy was, but he was the lead promoter for the Hard Rock Cafe in Las Vegas at the time. This was like 25 years ago. And 
like, Keith, do you have do you have any bands in your stable? I'm like, yeah, I have like three or four right now, and they can probably, they have friends that have bands too. So we took like six bands to Las Vegas for one night, and then we, right after the show, we we got on a bus and we went to our next gig. The time I was just a promoter, I stopped being in my band at the time. Things were diff different then, but it was great. But yeah, so yeah, I've been to Vegas, but didn't really see anything when I was there. So my my bucket on my bucket list, I'm gonna be going to Vegas soon. If y'all don't know, recently I got a divorce. And she left me with all kinds of debt. I'm close to getting caught up. So my plan, sometime in the near future, I'm going to put some money aside. I'm going to take a vacation away from my day job. And I'm going to Vegas. Most likely by myself. Just time away just for me. I mean, I might take some friends with me, but yeah, you never know. I'm always up for a new adventure, try new things, experience new things. Like I tell people all the time, it is, it's never a good thing just to hang out inside the box. Sometimes you gotta move outside that box, that safety zone find your place do something different become someone new and here's the interesting part whenever people start to get to know you change that's my advice change they're like oh he likes cherry coke oh next week start drinking vanilla coke and they're like oh he likes vanilla coke now then a week later, change shit up, cherry Pepsi. That will fuck your friend's world up. Always change. Always adapt to new and exciting things. Be who you are. Be who you want to be. Be amazing. Do something exciting. Do something outside your norm. If you're uncomfortable speaking in front of people, maybe, maybe you should go out there and and like throw it out there. Don't let anybody change you or turn you into something that you're not. I believe in independence, and this is the only thing I'm going to say about what's going on in the United States right now in the around the world this pandemic the only way to get past it is to expose everyone to it get rid of the damn mask and safety procedures because when I was growing up we had these things called antibodies they are the white blood cells in your body that protect you 
but always remember what I say escape the norm exit the normal it's always been my belief everybody's like well that's not how it's made well how many times can you eat the same cheeseburger before you decide hey I'm going to add bacon to this cheeseburger change it up live outside the box when someone says hey peanut butter and eggs don't go on a burger put it on a burger when I was working for Taco Bell they're like you're just wrong you're putting chicken and beef together in a burrito it was amazing or what I've learned from my kids amaze balls something that you want to be. If you have a dream, make it true. Only you can do it. Don't let this government tell you that you have limitations. Don't let these people tell you that you can't do something. You can do whatever you want to do. I'm going to steal a catchphrase from a very interesting person I work with, another manager. I do's as I want. Still, the funniest shit I hear every day. It's like someone will ask me, hey, have you seen Daniel? I'm like, well... They're like, do you have an answer? I said, yep. They're like, what's your answer? I said, here's what I got to say about Daniel. Well, the Lippicon, I think he caught the rainbow and went back to, went across the rainbow and get himself a pot of gold. I don't know. Motherfucker went home. Shit. Do I look like his mama? Like he tells me all the time, he does as he wants. This is just my advice. So you don't have that, the he said, she said bullshit. If someone tells you that person A told person B that he didn't like he or she did not like you and that you're an asshole here's my advice go to that person A and say hey what's going on I hear you don't like me I hear you say that I'm an asshole but do it in a polite way find out if they said it don't go to them hey motherfucker I heard you said I was an asshole you want a box? Let's go box. Always investigate. Don't believe everything you're told or what you hear. Sometimes people just like to start drama. 
That's not what we're about. We're not about the drama. See, when I push it, it just come out wrong. It means I'm trying too hard. Which is funny, because just recently, one of my staff members come to me and they ask me, would you like some tea and crumpets? I'm like, do you know what tea and crumpets is? Do you know what crump is? They're like, ain't that some kind of biscuit? And I'm like, no. It's a cookie. You dumb fuck. Someone said, so, you're part Icelandic and part Irish and part Scottish. Do you eat Lucky Charms? Motherfucker, you want to get smacked? That's what I want to know. I'll tell you right now what my diet consists of. Taco Bell and pizza. That's what I'm saying. That's what's going on in my world. And if the girl I'm seeing is not busy, maybe I'll take her to Vegas with me. And no, I have no no new intentions to ever, ever get married again. I could live with somebody. I could date somebody. I could drive an hour to go see somebody. But not in this world or lifetime do I have any reason reason to get married or live with anybody at this time. I have too many bad habits. I tend to annoy the fuck out of people. So as long as there's a little bit of distance, a little bit of time, peace and quiet, oh yeah things work out better. <sighs> I have this interesting task ahead of me. I got to plan out 50, 50 charity events starting January 12th and every Tuesday following after that we are to have a charity event at my work which is going to be interesting right now I'm passing through Waverly You don't know Waverly. 
is a small town between Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska. <coughs> what they mainly have are like trucking companies, warehouses, work. Hell, I worked in a in a factory once building fire trucks. My job was to pull a 300 pound harness through the frame of a fire truck. Not a lot of fun. It was quite interesting, but not fun. People confuse me in real life to my persona on here. In my on my in my persona on here is totally different and then the way I am and act in real life. I am not a self-centered person in real life. I don't have an ego problem. Even though I'm called an arrogant ass by a lot of people. And even people who don't like me, like me. It's kind of weird. And for some reason, I'm the kind of person that people, random people, they see me and they're like, hey, he's a person that I can go talk to. Some reason, somehow, some, some way. And I can tell them everything about my life. I can tell them, tell him anything going on in my day and he going to have the solution to the problem. Like I tell everybody who starts dating each other at work, I don't care what goes on in your personal life, do not bring it into my restaurant. One, I will not tolerate it. Two, I will fire both of you if you start drama. Relationships are messy. Why would you want to work with somebody that you're dating? Or what they call seeing each other, which which translates to they fucking each other. I tell people, do not date the guests. It's not a good thing. Not at all. Do not, do not date customers. I don't date my customers. I have a lot of them that flirt with me. But I don't date people who are customers or employees of where I work. You have to keep that separation between your job and your personal life. Never let them collide. It makes life very messy. 
if you let those two things collide. I mean, someone said I needed to talk about relationships. Well, I'm giving you guys advice on relationships. And so far, in the 18 months I've been, or 18 weeks that I've been doing my podcast, or 18 episodes now, um, I've only had one person email me or write me and ask me a question or answer my question. So I put it out there a while ago in one other podcast, I believe. Here's the question again. And you can ask the same question again. Okay, here's your question. If you found out one day that I was God, creator, master of the universe, what is the one question you would ask me? question I got was from this I don't know what how to explain him maybe special person this like 35 year old male from like Arizona right outside of Phoenix he wrote in his question and his question was why did I kill off the dinosaurs I thought you'd want to know something more like why did I create everything when am I going to bring back Jesus when am I going to eliminate hate and war and suffering in the world that's the kind of shit I was expecting not why did I kill off the dinosaurs? Is there more life out there in the universe? That's the stuff I want, thought I'd be asked as a question. I don't know if y'all watch Netflix. I watched this really, really fast. Started watching this fascination, fascinating show on Netflix called Alien Worlds. Because apparently, in some some scientists that created a very very powerful powerful telescope says he thinks he has found life on another planet, and he talks about it in that documentary show called Alien Worlds, and he describes how worlds could be close to ours, but not the same. But I think for this episode, I've come to an end. A good ending. It's been a, a nice, quiet journey for this week. We got Christmas coming up next week. And if y'all don't hear from me by then, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, 
have yourself a good year. See you, catch you next time.